Hello, hello. Welcome back to Sauce Control. It is your favorite podcasters, Will and E, back with another episode after a hiatus. Yeah. So, how you doing, William? Good, good. You know I'm out here. Grinding. Brick a day? Grinding. Yeah. What are you yeah. grinding on? How's it going? Good, good. Um, yeah, just, I guess, living life. What have you been doing lately to occupy yourself? I mean, mostly a lot of work and just trying to be mentally sane. Fair. We are in some trying times. Playing my Oculus. I got an Oculus, so I've been gaming a little bit. Oh, yeah? yeah. Favorite game so far? Um, Probably Rec Room. I haven't tried many games yet, but Rec Room. It's because I beat him in Beat Saber, so he refuses oh, wow. to go play. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What have you been up to? Um, you know, living life one day a day, as I told my manager. Then, you know, we've been working out a lot. Yeah. Getting this summer body ready for 2021 to not go anywhere. But I've been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we getting our summer bodies ready, right? So mm-hmm. please stay home so we can have 2021 yes, summer. <laughs> please, America, stay yeah. home 2021 summer. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I haven't been gaming. Actually, that's all. I've been gaming quite a bit. I mm-hmm. got a new game for my Switch. It's called Hades. It's pretty fun. Would definitely recommend. And then at work, my team launched our V1 of our product Yay. that we're working on. So it's super exciting. Nice. Yeah. So is the V1 code now Legacy Code? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, kidding. yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's um, call it that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been going, you know, pretty good. Not Great. too bad. Yeah. Um, what else have we been up to? I guess just working out, gaming, staying sane. Staying sane. Yeah. Staying indoors a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about non-technical slash soft skills that we think are kind of, imp- I don't want to say important, but like yeah. are good to have as yeah. a person in tech. Yeah. You don't even have to be a developer. Yeah. I think you should we should go ahead and say it's important because like if you look at the difference between people that excel mm-hmm. and do not excel in their careers. Yeah. Most of the time it's not the technical skills. Yeah. Right. Because yep. like you don't expect the CEO to be out here coding. in, you know, yeah. deep coding, pushing things every yeah. day. He might. He might, yeah. But like that's not what the, that's the not most valuable thing. Yeah. Right. That's bring he's bringing yeah. to the table. Or like I guess even like your top engineers even most of the time the best skill they bring to the table is not the technical skill. True. Yeah. I think so, I've noticed like the higher you move up in the ranks, which yeah. is by getting, you know, to senior and yeah. staff, what yeah. I've noticed is that you actually spend a lot less time yeah. coding yeah. and doing the technical things yeah. and more, I don't want to say management, but more yeah. allowing your devs and yeah. the people on your team yeah. work as efficiently yeah. and better, right? Yeah, I, I remember um, reading something about um, the Google CEO, what's his name again? Uh, Sundar Pichara? Yeah. Pichara? And like one guy was saying he knew he would be the CEO because like anytime they were having discussions mm-hmm. and there was conflict in the room, usually yeah. he, was he was the one the everyone looked to yeah. to kind of so help, help resolve, resolve it. Kind of bring, yeah. you know, some clarity yeah, to the to situation. situation. So yeah. like that's one really good skill he had. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's funny though, because a lot of junior developers learn this the hard way that their technical skills is not what is going to move them to the next level. Recently, I saw someone on Twitter saying um, it hurts that um, just not her coding skills is what is going to move her forward because she realized there's more to it. There's more to it. And I think a lot of people make the assumption that like, oh, if I'm not technical, I have to like 
play politics or whatever yeah. to, you know, move up and yeah. get into high ranks. And it's like, it's not that you have to pay politics. I think you have to be better in yeah. communicating and like, I don't know, interpersonal yeah. interpersonal skills, skills yeah. Yeah. with your team members. Yeah. And even like, you know, if you're going to yeah. be cross-functionally working with other yeah. teams, you kind of need yeah. skills to help you do that. Yeah. At least... I think one good example, if you're like uh, into tech bros, yeah, <laughs> like one person that is a good example is Dan Abramov. Like, uh, if you're front end tech bro, yeah, because like I mean, not he's, just because he works at Facebook. Yeah, he he works at Facebook. I think he's you no, know, he is the author of like Redux, yes, and Create React app, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people look up to him. But one thing that really sets him apart is he's so good at communicating, communicating, and just explaining, explaining things. And yeah. I think like really, you like to say, what is it your core? What first Your principles? First principles, right? Yeah. But really, like reducing complicated things yeah. into something that's really understandable, and yeah. not just him. Like Ken C. Dodds, I think yeah, is also Ken C. Dodds, very good at that. Um, West Boss, Scott Tillinsky, a lot of, I guess, uh, like podcasters. The guy who and, made GraphQL, uh, Lee Byron. Lee Byron, yeah, yes. Lee Byron is like, also pretty great. They're at They're technically that. strong, but yeah. they're also good at like communicating, communicating and idea, you know, organizing. reducing things into yeah. something that's understandable yeah. to everyone, yeah. not just super technical yeah. people. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that brings us to our first point. Communication. Uh, first, yeah. Communication. Yeah. I think like one skill you really need to excel in tech or in your career is communication. Even this is bigger than tech, right? Yeah. You need to be just a, a good, good communicator. communicator. You don't have to be like a charismatic you know, out here like giving speeches, selling dreams, selling dreams things yeah. like that, right? But being able to clearly and kind of concisely yeah. explain your thought process and maybe why you're making a decision or what led you to that to mm-hmm. people yeah. and like making them understand, I think is very important. Yeah. 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 I think I saw the CEO of Candor recently on LinkedIn made a post just like usually the person that is able to take uh, a person in the room that's able to take a complex idea and make it sound simple to everyone is her favorite person in the room. And usually, like, that is one sign of really good communication. Yeah, I think, so I've noticed that there's, you know, if we're going back to tech bros, right, there's yeah. some tech bros who think, like, the more complicated they make something sound, right, the smarter they seem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you'll have people explaining, like, such a simple concept to you, like, yeah. so grandiose and complicated, like you don't even understand. Yeah. I think kind of the people I admire the most are people who can take something that's really hard and really complicated yeah. and like really break it down yeah. into understandable. Yeah. You know, things. outside tech, you know one good example of that? Hmm. Um, Tyson, the Asian astronomer, is Neil oh, deGrasse. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. makes science fun and interesting. Him yeah. and Bill Nye, right? Yeah, break, Bill Nye too, yeah. yeah. Break it down in like, you know, astrophysics or yeah. even regular physics, right? Yeah. Break it down into something that the regular plebeian like myself can yeah. understand and relate to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so what? what is, um, do you have any like anecdotal scenarios where you think like communication was uh, like a good skill that helped you or I don't even want to say like <laughs> anecdote, right? But I think, you know, in the different teams that mm-hmm. I've worked on, I think... And even like in my new team, right? I think learning how to communicate, you know, maybe as a senior dev to like a junior dev or even just communicate from like devs to a manager or to your technical product owner or things like that, right? Is a very important skill. You kind of want everyone to be on the same page, Mm -hmm. especially when you're building a product, right? And to understand everything that's going on. Yeah. And I think that the times when the teams that I've worked on have like kind of produced the best work is when like there's been 
kind of over communicating, right? And everyone's kind of on the same page and there's no there's no guessing or, you know, just assumptions yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, like a big part I've seen in my career is where there's been communication failures or when it's like communicating expectations. Yeah. Right. So like someone takes on a task and like either like it could be both ways, either like the expectations of the task is not, not clearly communicated. Yeah. Or like what they want to accomplish is not clearly communicated. So like stakeholders are expecting, expecting some amazing thing and it's just like different. this is yeah, not at the end of the day what we promised. You realize you're not in sync. Yeah. yeah. And then I think there's times when I've seen it happen a few times where teams are not communicating with each other. So oh, yeah. you'll have people doing duplicate work. Oh yeah. Or oh, even sucks. like in the company, right? Yeah. Some team will be like, oh cool, we're gonna build this right. But they didn't think to check or ask mm-hmm. around. And then yeah. you end up with a situation where you have different things built by different teams that are kind of doing the exact same thing, right? Yeah. And that could have easily been solved if, yeah. you know, they just communicated a bit more. So, I mean, what what are some of the good games, right? I think in tech is very tricky because stereotypically, a lot of us in tech are introverts, yeah. right? I don't know if there's stats to back this up, but that's like I, I, that's, the stereotype. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah, right? So, I mean, especially for me, like I'll, most of us would like to be just cold all day. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, give me what I yeah. need to do and I'll crank yeah. it out and yeah. deliver it and, you know, just repeat that cycle. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think one one good thing, at least from my current scenario that I I think is helpful is knowing when to actually ask for help. Yes. I know. We both started new jobs. So, like, that is one skill we've had to work on a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what would you think about that? So, it's something that I am still learning now and yeah. I'm trying to be better at. Kind of understanding that there are no, not that there are no stupid questions, but like in the pursuit to learn something, it's better to ask for help early and communicate with people what you're trying to do um, and build Mm -hmm. and get their input and help. Because like the past couple features that have like developed, right, I had to reach out to, you know, people in other teams and even people with my team, right? And there are times when I kind of just chugged along and like Mm -hmm. suffered a bit where if I had just like opened my mouth Mm -hmm. and talked about it more, even just let people know what I'm working on, you know, there could have been more help and more input to help me get it done, you know, faster and better. And I think it's also good to just share ideas and get people's input because they might, you know, approach a problem in a way that you wouldn't. Yeah. So I I think a big part of it is like, don't be afraid to speak out. I mean, it sounds, it's kind of like just do it right. But I know it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a hard. Thing. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Like, even today, I was like, oh, there's a bug I've been trying to fix, right? And mm-hmm. I, like, the guy I was talking to is like the head of infra for, you know, mm-hmm. Netflix, right? And I felt really bad, like, bothering him. And I was like, I needed to ask him, like, is this the right endpoint? Because yeah. I don't know what happened. It's broken, right? And yeah. I felt really stupid, like, yeah. messaging him, like, oh my gosh, is the right thing. But, like, I had spent like two days already on this, yeah. right? <laughs> and like I messaged him and like five minutes later, yeah. he was like, yeah, this is what you need to do. Problem solved, yeah. right? Yeah. If I had done that quicker, you know, yeah. it would be happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, True. don't be afraid to... Don't be afraid to ask. Ask, yeah. And can like communicate your questions. And I think you should also, I don't know, I hope like everyone would be like on a team or in a company where they feel comfortable enough to ask. Yeah those kind of questions and not get judged for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a big thing. I think that's one thing that holds us back, back, especially us minorities, right? Because it's like, 
You gotta you, you kind of want to be here. You kind of want to prove yourself. Like, is this innate thing, right? You get in these environments most of the time. You're like a minority, obviously. Obviously, yeah. And you kind of don't want to represent us, but dumb. you'd be like, oh, you're dumb. Oh, yeah. This person doesn't know anything, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, it's hard. Hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one one example of this working well that I've seen is like in my at my previous job, there was a new guy that joined, and mm-hmm. he was he asked a so lot questions. of questions, right? He always said what he felt about things. Some of them sounded dumb. Like, I'm not saying this to be shady, but like, <laughs> I admired the way he asked so many questions. And you could see that really correlated with his growth. Like, yeah. but it, like after a short period, because like he, of asking so many questions and he, he, saying what he feels about things, he yeah. had just grown so much. So and much. And like, yeah. learned, you know, ramped up really quickly, learned yeah. what was going on yeah. to like start contributing. Yeah. 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 It, I, I saw that and I was like, wow, this is powerful. Like I was looking back at myself, I was like, maybe, I mean, I, I was good where I was, but I was like, maybe if, if I had I spoke up more. spoken up more, I would also have rammed up that quickly. That quickly. It was, it was amazing to watch. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I struggle. I think I struggle with that. Like yeah. even like, especially at the new job, right? Yeah. Where everyone around me is like a senior engineer who's yeah. been, you know, working for like 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. I struggle to ask it's yeah. questions that I think yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, but I remember like one of my teammates where he was just like, you don't ask a lot of questions. Like, yeah. don't feel... <laughs> it's funny though, because for me, I think you ask a lot of yeah, questions. Yeah, I also yeah. think I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. But like, he was like, no, he's like, you don't ask yeah. a lot of questions. He's like, don't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. to like ask those, you know, any question, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you're new. You've never been to the office. Yeah. You had to remote onboard. We yeah. haven't met each other, right? Yeah. Ask anything you want to yeah. know. It brings, and if you think it's stupid... You bring a fresh look yeah. and fresh eyes yeah. and fresh perspective to yeah. like whatever you're working on, yeah. and something that people have been taking maybe for granted or like you know assume that oh this is like the right way to do this. There's no other way. Like if you question it, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, they'll be like, huh, you know what? Maybe yeah. that doesn't actually make sense. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of that happen to me too. Where it's like. I'm hesitant to ask or speak my mind about something. Yeah. But once but, you say people are like, oh, oh shoot. you're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is how we should actually do it. Um, I mean, I think one thing to keep in mind too is like there's an art to asking for help, right? Yeah. Um, like one thing is when you're asking for help, um, try to make it easier for the person to answer, like provide as much context, context as, possible. as you can. And I think also... Before, like, before you ask for help, like, really exhaust your options, right? And, like, maybe do a little research. So, like, when you do go to ask for help, right, you've narrowed the scope. So, like, you know where to focus on. Yeah. Or they know where to focus on to help you out, right? I think there are two sides to that, right? Because, like, um, there's some questions you can... I think one thing is also... Be mindful of the time and what you're working on because sometimes I think one rule we have at work, I don't remember, but it's like if you search for like four hours and, you and you're not found anything, found anything it's just, time to ask exactly. because apart from your pride, you're holding work. True. You're holding things back. Man. <laughs> you're holding you things ship back. Things yeah. Needs to go. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think sometimes you have situations where you don't even know. You don't even know where to start, right? And I think the best way to ask questions or a good way to ask is providing a lot of context, right? Instead of saying, Let's say I'm like make up a situation. Let's say like, how do you console log, right? Yeah, you'll be like, give all the context. Be like, I am trying to, to do, do this, this and do this, and, and this is what for this task I've tried. And, yeah. Maybe if you have that, yeah. where like, where like this is what I'm trying yeah. to do. 
I don't know where to start, yeah. right? Yeah. And kind of yeah. that whole back yeah. and forth yeah. and talking about it. Yeah. And the reason why I bring up the console log thing is like, I'm like, we, we see this, right? Because like, I'm in a kind of like a dev to group. Yeah, so yeah. like we Same. have all the devs come <laughs> ask a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes someone will be like, how do you console log? Yeah. Right. And that is a bad way to ask instead of being like, I'm trying to find this data and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I've tried console logging and it's not it's working not because... Yeah. Maybe our answer to you would be like, you don't have to console it's not log. A console log problem. problem, right? <laughs> you have to actually do something totally different. Right. But if you ask, how do I just console, console log? log like, I will give you that response, yeah, but like, it might maybe, not solve your problem. Yeah, you're right. So, like, you really have to be, you have to be good at providing enough context to for what people. The issue is. Yeah, because otherwise, so if you just say, how do I console log? It can kind of prolong the conversation too because people will be like, why do you want why the console you, log? Right. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you so know, why are you trying yeah. to do this? And then you go like the whole circle around and totally miss yeah, the issue that the you issue. were trying to solve. And you know what? Place. You might find out how to console log and it wouldn't fix your issue. <laughs> That's the most painful one. True. Yeah. You come back and be like, so, so yeah. <laughs> back at it again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. I mean, one flip side of communication I want to talk about because this is one thing that hurts a lot of minorities mm. and a lot of new devs in general, right? It's I've seen it all over. I've experienced it is communicating the impacts that you've had, right? Because yes. a lot of times you you work on things. You understand yourself. You have to sell yourself. You have to know how to sell yourself. And this is not like Wolf of Wall Street selling Where dreams. Where you're like, you know, I'm like let your team know this what you're what working on. Accomplished. Yeah, because it's kind of hard. You know, if you work in a typical tech company, you're going to have evals every six months or a year or something. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, most of the time, you're not going back to check your code or your Jira True. task. You have to You have to present it to them. Yeah, especially what you've done. when you're talking. Like, yeah. I know at Walmart, right? Like, you know, six month, you know, I had met with my manager pretty often, right? But mm-hmm. we'd have like our mid-year check-in and the end of the year check-in, right? Mm-hmm. And her advice to me was always keep a list yeah. Of the things that you have worked on, right? Yeah. Because, you know, her job as a manager to know what you're working on, right? But mm-hmm. you might forget, like, you've worked on so many things. Yeah. So, you know, when you're doing the end of the, you know, your end of the year review, it'd be like, you know, she'll be like, oh, you've only done this, this, and this, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. no, no, I've done all these things, right? It's yeah. good to um, kind of keep maybe a log, like yeah. a personal log yeah. on the things that you've done. Also, it's good, like, because you can see, like, how far yeah. you've grown, right? From the issues you yeah. started with to, so yeah. like, like what you've accomplished. And now yeah. it's good to, you know, track your progress. Yeah. I mean, another part of it is, it's good to keep the log, but plus that, whilst you're working, let people know Communicate what, you, what you're, doing. you're doing, right? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, there are many... People would know the impact you're having, right? If throughout the year you were working on something and you let people know this is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Also, they might be able to provide you more insight right. on some things you didn't consider. Right. Right. And it just lets people know you it lets people, Yeah, it lets people know that you're working on, yeah. right? And um, I think like there can be, depending on like how your team works or what you're working on, yeah. you can end up kind of siloed. Yeah. In a situation yeah. where everyone's working on different things, right? And mm-hmm. there might not be a lot of communication there. Yeah. So it's good to, yeah. again, communicate to your team and people yeah. around you like, yo, yeah. this is what I'm doing, yeah. right? Um, and that helps, you know, foster yeah. collaboration and things For like example, that. For example, like you're working on something and you're, being, you're siloed, right? Let's say you push out like a quarter of it. Let the team know that, hey, today we're able to, to 
push lunch, this out. Yeah. Push this out yeah. And this is what I learned from it. Like, it's not a bragging thing, right? Sometimes even just to communicate to the team that this is what I learned. This is what was hard. Right. People can give suggestions. Also, people are like kind of low-key learning from your experience. Mm-hmm. Next time when they have to work that on that thing. issue, they'll be like, you know, yo, I, I remember, remember Will yeah. was doing this, right? And he yeah. said he did this and this. Yeah. He yeah. can be my go-to yeah. contact. Yeah. to help me if I have yeah. an issue. I think I remember at Walmart, like one example of that. I hardly ever execute this well anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but one I executed well on like communication was, um, you remember the, was it, what it, was You're it? Testing? No, swapping. Oh, app swap. App swapping, right? Yeah. And I remember, so, I mean, whilst I was working on that, I was communicating with the team a lot. After like, I was able to ship the core part of it. Mm-hmm. I um, did like a little talk on it yeah. to little share my- show. Learners, mm-hmm. and it's funny after that. Um, anytime anyone had to do things, something with app swapping, whether I think it was related, related or not, on they'll, that, be like, they'll be like, "Yeah, well, we'll have to work on it. Come talk to him." And it's like that kind of thing helps build your brand in the company, right? Like yeah. people know that helped me. Like I did a lot of at Walmart. I did a lot yeah. of like our functional testing, setting up yeah. the repos, automating it with like Jira and stuff. Yeah. So like whenever teams at least in my org, had to do something like that, right? They'd be like, yeah, I remember E was the one who set this up. Go yeah. ask her to help you, you know, set this up or like yeah. figure out like what yeah. went on. So it's good. Like yeah. build your brand yeah. as somebody who knows how to solve these kind of issues yeah. or whatever. And it just lets everyone yeah. be on the same page. Yeah. Also, like one part of it is like when you set out to do something, now people know what you've done. True. People have more confidence in you. This is true. Like to execute, execute. other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like it's part of it's a big part of the culture at Facebook, or at least the old Facebook, mm. from what I've heard, uh-huh. um, is you know like the way the company is set up. A lot of you don't know what people's levels are. True. So a lot of leadership, at least in the engineering side, is based on your personal brand. accomplishments. Yeah. and branding. You, like yourself, right? If yeah. people believe in you, in you, you can Build get a, a lot of things. Yeah. Done because a lot of devs will want to support you. You feel like, hey, I want to like improve how I don't know why. I today I'm sort of example, so let's say login. I okay. want to <laughs> improve how our login is done yeah. on the client or the server side. Mm-hmm. So I've come up with this amazing library you know, and to do, what to I do mean, it. A lot of people will be done. like, yo, let's get let's, it done. Let's get it done. A lot of people will help you out. Um, so like that is one good part of it. And one thing I also want to say is like, um, some of us come from cultures where you don't usually you don't speak of yourself. For me, that's been my major hurdle. Like yeah. anything you say to sell yourself is bad because they're like you're, you're bragging. bragging. I so come like from the, the opposite. <laughs> you come from the opposite. culture. Yeah, you know, Ghana is like the opposite of in that when yeah. it comes to like our culture. So it's been hard for me. Like I feel like I don't want to put myself out there. Yeah. But over time I've learned it always works out well. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you notice that like people you think are like super amazing and are doing like all these, you know, amazing and super Ooh. smart and cool things. You'd be like, you know, when you hear about it and you see like their learning journey. Yeah. yeah. Swix is like a good example. Mr. Yeah. Learn in public. Right. Yeah. And you see or even like Matt Crowder. Right. Yeah. Like how he ramped up and yeah. he was learning and things like that. You'd be like, I can do that, too. Right. Yeah. And the only difference between you and that person is probably because like they talked about it more and people know yeah. that they're working on this and they're yeah. building that yeah. skill set. Right? Honestly. That is one of the biggest differentiators between, like, I guess, if I dare say, regular devs and like the superstar tech bros. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me say Texas. tech people, <laughs> tech bros and sisters. <laughs> yeah, like the major, like, honestly, they document their journey. They more. document their journey, and it's it makes them very relatable, right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, they didn't just wake up one day and they're 
perfect programmers who are building these amazing things and have these amazing ideas, right? Like they all started from somewhere and it's so nice to see like the incremental progress increase mm-hmm. and you know how they got to where they were. So, mm-hmm. you know, communication. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to over-communicate. Even if you do over time, you calibrate yourself. But yeah. It's better yeah. to over-communicate yeah. than under, Yeah, I think. Yeah. So yeah. We've beaten that horse to the ground. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we, <laughs> we can't emphasize how enough. important communication is. Like Communicate, I've, sell yourself. No shade, but I've seen, I've seen not so good devs. Hype themselves up. Like, make it really good in the industry by good communication. Like, no shade to them, right? Yeah. But, like, it's part we humans work in. Communication is the great it's, key. Yeah. To, like, the work key. we... Major key. Because once you get to, let's say, a director level, you're not coding. You're not coding anymore. Your yeah. job is to have Orchestrate. people communicate... or Yeah, basically, you're an orchestrator, right? Yeah. People communicate to you. You communicate to them. Yeah. You clearly share your ideas and what yeah. you would like to be done. Yeah. And, you know, you take that feedback. And yeah. Great, so... Yeah. It's a good skill to have. Yeah. You should learn it. Yeah. So if there's anything you're going to take from this communication. Communicate. Yes. <laughs> right. um, next point we have is planning. For me, I think this kind of relates, I guess, to like your team and how you guys are planning the work or maybe like what everyone is doing, what everyone's trying to accomplish. And I think for me, it links back, honestly, to communicating, right? One, making sure everyone's on the same page on, hey, this is the product we're trying to build or this is the goal we're trying to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. How are we going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. How is the work going to be divvied up? What are we going to do? How, like, just planning that out and making sure that, you know, everyone has meaningful things to do. Yeah, I think, yeah, planning planning is is very important because especially, like, when you get a, a task or something or you pick up something to do. Yeah, yeah. And Like, just gauging. yeah. The amount of effort, yeah. the level, yeah. the skill level that needed. Honestly, I, I really dislike that part. What, amount but, of effort? Yeah, be, because, I mean, it's not like I dislike it in a bad way, it's right? It's relative. It's it's a very, um, may, maybe the word I should say is interesting because usually when you first receive a task, yeah. a lot of times it's hard. yeah. To actually evaluate. I think it gets it better as you grow. It gets better as you grow. But yeah. then my thing is like, so if you have like a really nice, well-documented task, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. That's like, you know, well laid out. Yeah. Everything you yeah. need to do is, I think yeah, it's, you can it's gauge. A little, it's, it's a little, little better, better, right? Yeah, you can yeah. gauge. Yeah. You might not know everything that's needed, right? But you yeah. can kind of gauge like, yeah. okay, this is what I need to do yeah. based on past experience. Yeah. This is how long it'll take me. Things like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, I guess what, what I'm getting at mostly is like, I mean, as you grow in your career, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like whatever is delegated to you is going to be more vague. Yeah. Because when you're giving something to a very junior developer, or let's say somebody who joins first in the company, uh-huh. like usually you want everything to be straightforward. But as you grow as an engineer, right, your tasks are more vague. So even... Then it becomes your job. Yeah, it becomes your job to plan, right? So even in in terms of planning, even like planning a discovery phase. Yeah. Planning to get the level of effort. Yeah, is also also a skill set. A skill set, yeah. That you have to build. Yeah. Um, I mean, apart from planning, um, I guess prioritization. Yeah, Yeah, true. So... Prioritizing, again, this is like a team, probably like for me, like a team level thing, right? Prioritizing like when you're trying to build something, what, not, I don't want to say like what's the most important thing, but like what brings the most value, right? Should probably. You're safe to say the most important thing. (laughs) At the end of the day, we have 
I mean, yeah, I mean, that is part of the prioritization, right? Yeah. Because sometimes what is important to you is not important to the user this or your true. team. Yeah. So you but have to pick. Like what yeah. is important yeah. and what needs to get yeah. done. Yeah, I've, I've had this discussion with my manager a lot um, because in terms of prioritization, because me and him lean on kind of like similar characters mm. where a lot of times what is important to me is not very important to the user or the team mm-hmm. because like, Sometimes as engineers, right, we're looking for hard technical problems to solve, right? right? So in my mind, like, I'm like, okay, is this difficult is very yeah. difficult. I want to solve it. it but but what like is going to bring the most Low-hanging fruit, honestly. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned, like, being yeah. on my team. Like, sometimes they're like, okay, we have, like, this big thing that we're trying to deliver. But you know what's really going to help our users right now? Yeah. There's a bunch of these little, we call them yeah. paper cuts, but, like, yeah. these little tasks yeah. that yeah. users are complaining about like that, that need name. to be done. Paper cuts? Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. have a whole GitHub yeah. issue, like, just paper cuts people submit. Yeah. Like little issues that bother them, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is like a small issue. It'll take like maybe a day to do, right? Yeah. But it'll bring so much value, right? Yeah. So like a lot of people. So you got to be like, okay, like, do I want like self-satisfaction of like really debugging and figuring yeah. out this really difficult issue? Yeah. Or like, do I want to better my user's experience? Yeah. So yeah, just... Prioritization. So you're not prioritizing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of times as a dev, like one kind of prioritization you have to do is building a new feature or fixing technical debt. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you are. Yeah. Depending what, on what the state of, of like sometimes yeah. you might just be like, like for my team, I think like the past couple of weeks we've been doing technical debt, right? Just paying technical debt, like doing a lot of testing to make yeah. sure that the, what we're trying to release yeah. is as bug free as possible, right? Yeah. We could have been pushing more features during that time, right? But it's just like, okay, do we want our users to have a really good experience, yeah. like first experience, so they continue using this? Yeah. Um, or do we just want a self-satisfaction of building all the cool stuff that we want to yeah. do? And I think the company culture kind of helps because like in Netflix, you can't really force anyone yeah. to like use mm-hmm. anything, right? People can choose, pick and choose what they want to use. So like when you're building something, you have to make sure like you're building yeah. a good product that people yeah. will actually want to use yeah. because... Freedom of responsibility. <laughs> they can choose not to use yeah. it. I th- so I, th- I think one one angle, good angle to look at this too is like even the thing about how perfect does your feature have, have to, to be, be before true. you ship it, right? Because like sometimes it's like you need to decide what is good to go. Because yeah. sometimes when you're what building something enough? really new, yeah. you don't have to perfect it. You just have to get something out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think like what's the saying? People say sometimes, like, I guess sometimes done is better than perfect. True. Right? Like, get it out there. And get people use it. I think this is something that's talked about a lot in, like, the startup community, right? It's better to, like, ship something, um, get people to use it and iterate iterate on that than building this absolutely perfect, amazing product, you know, that nobody has ever used before. Yeah. I think my manager told me that one of his worst projects he's worked on at Facebook was basically him working on something quietly for a while. Like he prioritized this thing and worked on it, perfected it for like months. Yeah. And shipped it and nobody cared. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um and he was like, it was it was bad because like he could have done other things, right? Yeah. But like but he, he decided he wrongfully prioritized happen. making that thing perfect. He even if he had shipped Earlier. Just a good version of that. It would have been a better impact than just waiting. Perfecting yeah. forever, you know, something and then yeah. shipping it. 
So figuring out, I guess, like how to prioritize um, things yeah. and like what is actually important in that moment. It's mm-hmm. something I still struggle mm-hmm. with. And I every week Same. I talk to my manager, I'm like, am I doing like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a needy girl. <laughs> be like, is this important? Like, am I actually like, you yeah. know, bringing value? Is this what I need to be working on? Yeah. You know, at this time. So yeah. I think it's like a constant learning. Yeah. Kind of I mean, every now and then, like when I realize I'm too deep in something, I just like sit back and ask myself, like, so how important is this compared to the other XYZ. things True. I have to do? Like, what impact is it going to bring? I think, I think at least at work, like one thing, it's like a two-edged sword, I guess. Like people, like engineers are measured by impact a lot. So yeah. you're kind of like conditioned to think about impact more. Yeah. Because... Um, like when you're doing your final evil, nope, they are not gonna care about the lines of code, code you wrote or how much or like how yeah, much like, Slack messages you sent or whatever. Yeah, right? like what impact did you actually have? Yeah, during that time, mm-hmm. right? So that kind of helps you prioritize. Prioritize, yes. Yeah. And then last one under that is documentation. My favorite and a yeah. lot of people's least favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, this I think is a link to communication. Yeah. When you are working on something technically or even non-technically, I think it's very important to document not just like your code. Mm-hmm. So like whichever dev comes in next can like have an easier time starting it, running it, building on it, right? But just maybe to like your non-technical stakeholders, right? Like yeah. documenting what it is that you're building, where, like how far you've come, like what it can do right now and just like issues that you're having. Yeah, And I think this is, documentation is something that a lot of devs, neglect yeah wolf like neglect because they're like oh it's not that important right or the i'll get to it later right yeah, yeah. and when is later yeah that's true I, I think uh i saw something a while ago where warren buffett was like a lot of people will make it better in life if they were just good at writing and documenting mm-hmm. right and it's one of those things because sometimes good documentation might be the Difference between your whatever your bills getting used or, or not, not. Yeah. yeah, especially not, in the dev tools, especially space. in the dev tools space. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like I know there's definitely a lot of like open source libraries that I've taken a look at it, and like I had to do like a lot of hunting. And yeah. once I have to do that, I'm like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> and you find one that might not be necessarily better, but like the documentation, documentation is, is great. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I know I at least yeah. have some support using this, so this yeah. is the choice. So yeah, I mean. Another good side of this too is documentation is a good way to document your impacts too. True. At the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like yeah. just tracking yeah. everything that's been done so far yeah. and like, you know, problems, pitfalls, whatever. Yeah. It's just good to have it somewhere and written down. So. Yeah. So uh, next point, consistency. consistency. <laughs> oh my. What <laughs> Consistency. So, I mean, I think one thing you, one thing, or one sign of a good dev is being able to execute most of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say all the time because we all have... We all have our days, man, yeah. or our weeks. <laughs> yeah, but he has being able to build a brand, a personal brand where like people know when we give you something, you're going to get it done. done. And it's going to be done well. Yeah. Right, because I've noticed there's some people who like you give them something and they'll do it. But then they'll also do it in such a way that they will have a lot of tasks where they have to come back and fix a lot of things that they yeah. did, right? Yeah. So having the consistency of like building something and building it well, yeah, I think it's very important. Yeah. Um, 
I, I feel like there there actually isn't much to say about this. Yeah. But also it, it's very important, especially I think it's important to both like your dev team, mm-hmm. but it is also very important to other stakeholders, not yes. technical stakeholders. I was say, like, because communicating with them. They they depend on your word. To work, right? Yeah. They like generally if you have like a PM or a manager or something, yeah. right? They plan the the work for yeah. like, you know, the quarter or like half the year or something, right? Yeah. And they expect reasonably like the majority of that work should be done, right? Mm-hmm. So if you I don't know if you consistently fail to deliver or you're not performing at the level you're supposed to, right? It kind of messes everyone up. Mm-hmm. Right. So if like your your stakeholders expect things to be done, your dev team expects tasks to be done and when things are not done, like without like good reason it kind of makes everyone fall behind. Yeah. So just, I guess, like not being good at your job, but being like consistent yeah. um, in like in doing your tasks well and, yeah. and consistent in delivering. And like, again, knowing when to stop and seek help to yeah. get something done. Like don't yeah. wait until the last minute yeah. to deliver something Yeah. or get help yeah. in delivering something. So that one's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, here's the next one that's a matter. Uh, I almost thought about taking it up, but I feel like it's a point we have to mention for everything is empathy. Oh, yes. <laughs> On oh, no, different levels. Um, I mean, one part is like working with teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you put down collaboration. Mm-hmm. So I'll slow down on that a little bit. But um, one thing too is just like being able to deliver useful stuff. Useful if that's what fi- I could say. Yeah. Useful stuff to your users. This is even if you're building a dev tool to like your developers, because yeah. like there's a big difference between what gets used and what doesn't, what doesn't get used. Yeah. Like you can be building something that is technically sound, but is it gonna be useful? True. Like, like did you actually take into consideration like yeah. how your users are gonna use this? Is yeah. this a feature yeah. that they actually wanted and yeah. would bring them value, or is yeah. it just something you thought yeah. you yeah. should build? Yeah, I just remembered something. Even like you remember there was a tweet going around of this guy saying, I guess he's a senior devil saying like, he's so good because some of the code he writes, his junior developers don't even understand it. Bro. And you're like, that is... What the heck? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, even in like the code you write, right? Like, are other people coming back to... Going to be able to, you know, use and understand yeah. and be able to iterate and build yeah. on it, right? Yeah. Or do they like, again... It comes back to the whole like silo of knowledge thing. Yeah. Sometimes people write unnecessarily difficult and complicated code. So yeah. like when somebody comes to use it, yeah, they need to come and contact them and maybe get a self importance yeah. thing going on. But yeah. like, is it? I don't know. Is it easier or is it easy for the you know somebody else to come in and pick up yeah. where you left off, or is it easy yeah. for somebody to use what you built? Yeah, and. Go? Like even if you take out all the meta stuff, right? It's this is something that is very important for your career because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, right? It makes a difference between what gets used and what doesn't get used. Because, like, I've seen very smart devs write things that are technically very sound, are very useful, but like didn't think so much no about sense. their usability mm-hmm. or like how easy the code is mm-hmm. to use. Yeah, like it could be a library or something, so it doesn't get used, yeah. right? Because like. We all think it's a good idea, but nobody wants to touch it. Bro, no. (laughs) Nobody wants to touch it. Like, I've literally been in that situation before where, like, it's like everybody's like, no, we don't want to touch that code. Yeah. Like, just let it be, leave it alone. Yeah. And, and that reduces your impact. That, like, if you don't care about anybody, it it hurts you personally. Honestly. Yeah. So, 
Just yeah. be a little empathetic. Yeah. And I think if you want to talk about the people side of it, like being empathetic to like the people on your team mm-hmm. and the people around you. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, I don't know, getting on Twitter, you see a lot of toxic people and you, I see a lot of people who are like very condescending yeah. to people who use like, you know, a specific language or yeah. a specific library or, you know, they're junior devs or whatever. And they're like, if you don't do this, you're not a real developer. And it's just yeah. like, bro, everyone started from somewhere, yeah. right? Be, I don't know, be a little empathetic to like the struggle to where they're trying to go and achieve and just, I don't know, be a little be yeah. a little nice and helpful. Just be nice. So um, our next point is feedback, which is a big part Ooh. of working. Yeah. Yeah. Have anything to say about that? Um, I think a good skill for people to learn is how to give good feedback. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, how to take good feedback. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's a big part of the job, right? From like, I guess, pull requests, requests to you know, <laughs> yeah, just I guess like your end of the year meeting with like your manager, or your team. That's yeah. where you do like your evals or something, right? Yeah, I think it's important to learn how to give meaningful feedback or what yeah. is it, constructive feedback, yeah. right? Like when you see something maybe wrong happening, like don't just go to attack, yeah, the person, right? I think empathy plays a part in this, like understand like where they're coming from, why maybe their thought process in this way and like give them actionable items on what to do and how to improve and better themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And alternatively, um, don't take it personally when people give you feedback as well. I've seen people get really defensive when you like give them feedback on their code. I've seen people get defensive when you give them feedback on like their communication skills or, you know, how they, their interpersonal relationship with like the people on the team. I think it's, you know, everyone's constantly learning and growing. So I think it's important to learn how to like, you know, introspect, think about yourself a little bit, think about your effect on people and act and better yourself. Yeah. I think it's it's even a good way to also have like good career advancement because mm-hmm. I mean as you grow right a big part of your job is giving feedback yeah to people mm-hmm. right and if you think about it most of the best senior dev or more senior devs Can you enjoy you, working with are the ones who are able to give give you feedback without feedback. making you feel yeah. stupid. Yeah. I think it's very important, right? Because yeah. like, no, there's like sometimes where you've written like really dumb code, right? And somebody will like give me feedback and it's like super condescending, yeah. right? That just makes you feel terrible. Yeah. Like they think you're like the stupidest person <laughs> yeah. on the earth, right? And that doesn't help anyone, right? Because yeah. now I'm going to have a grudge yeah. in my heart because like you gave me some yeah. like, terrible, like your feedback might have been like, I don't know what to say, like, Truthful, yeah, I guess, right? But the way you delivered it was yeah. like not very constructive and helpful at all, yeah. right? So, like, I'm gonna not feel good about it, or not even gonna take what you said to heart, be like, whatever, this person just hates me or whatever. So, I think just again, I guess, communication skills, like yeah. figuring out how to like deliver yeah. constructive things yeah. in a way that's not antagonizing or yeah. hurtful or like hateful, like yeah. to somebody else, right? Yeah. Also, I think one thing which I think is even more of a Netflix culture thing is speaking up when you think something is not going well. Yeah. Don't wait till the end. Yeah. Don't wait till the last minute. You're encouraged, like regardless of who it is, who's like speaking, right, or whoever's idea it is, like you're 
it's encouraged for you to, like, if you see something wrong, say it right yeah. then and there, right? And the culture is that you would not be penalized uh, yeah. for it. You should not be penalized for yeah. it, right? Um, I think that's very, it's, it's something that I think a lot of companies should foster. So, like, regardless of your position in the company, whether yeah. you're a janitor or whatever, right? If you yeah. see something wrong, you should be confident enough that you can speak up about it and have people listen to what you say and like think about it and maybe enact a change from it yeah without you getting any harmful repercussions yeah i know that's not the case um in, in, in a, a lot, lot of companies. companies yeah um yeah and it's something i yeah. like ask my manager about a lot like if i give feedback to you or anybody else above me right yeah. will it actually be taken seriously yeah. and be impactful yeah and i think that's you know important like yeah. regardless of your role yeah but at least just even being able to speak out when you think something, you think is, something going is wrong. And like, there's no society, not societal pressure, but like pressure that like, oh, you feel afraid to speak out. Yeah. Right. Because that could mean you saving the company a lot of a money. A lot of money. Or saving them from some really? legal trouble yeah. or something. Like, yeah, yeah. I think there are a lot of things. A lot of companies have fallen into problems, both socially and technically. Because where because someone there was someone in the room that thought it was a bad idea and didn't speak up. They didn't and, feel comfortable yeah, enough to say it. Yeah, and like maybe it wasn't a safe space. Maybe yeah. that's not the kind of culture that yeah. the company had. Yeah. Right, so they're afraid. Yeah. There are two sides to it, right? But I mean, one part two of it is being able to deliver that feedback without being vindictive yes. or like being like. I'm the smartest person. Yeah, in the yeah. Room, like, so. don't be again. Like, don't be condescending. Yeah. Don't be like, I know better than you, holier than thou attitude. Right. Being able again, like being able to like give good feedback in a way that's even if it's harsh, right, or not what the person wants to hear, right. Allowing, I guess, the person you're delivering that feedback to know that this is not coming from a place of like hate or harm yeah. or anything, right? Do you have any examples of? Uh, you given that kind of feedback in your career? In my career, I'm trying to think. I think the last person I gave feedback to was probably like my manager yeah, or something at Netflix. And I was like telling, she's like, do you have any like feedback for me? And I was just like, I think one thing you can help like our team foster is better communication um, or like better organization because like we're working, like my team's working on like a main product, but we also have a lot of other dependencies that we're maintaining. And we're also dependent on a lot of teams. And I was just like, I don't think we're communicating enough, right? We had dupl- duplicate work happening. We had people working on things that we didn't know, like the full context of what was going on, um, right? So I was like, I think like as a manager, maybe, you know, you could help us like do better in that situation and like helping gather those things, like helping us communicate better with mm-hmm. each other, things like that, right? And I don't know, I felt weird about felt weird about saying it because like yeah. I'm new, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, but it was like well, um, it was well received. And even like in my previous role at Walmart, right? There's times when I'll tell like Manuel, I'll be like, look, like I think like what we're working on this like quarter is like honestly a mess. Like we are just, we are scrambling, right? We don't have clear requirements. Like everyone in the team is scrambling to figure out like how to get this done. Mm -hmm. We're overstretched and things like that. And I felt comfortable enough with her, right? Doing that. And like, I knew that she would take that feedback and like, you know, do her best to act on it. But then I've also been in the same, same situation where I've seen things not going well, but I didn't feel comfortable enough sharing that with like the team mm-hmm. or like the manager. So again, I guess it depends like person to person situation. Yeah. Um, And like kind of how, 
mm-hmm. know how the vibes are looking. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also one big part of it is like, it's, it's a good sign of leadership, right? If you're able to go against the current. Yeah. A little bit, like not, like don't just follow what the whole team is doing just because that's what that's everyone what everyone's is. doing. So yeah. yeah, how about you? Have you had any situation um, like that? I mean, I think at least in my previous job, I had a lot. Um, but I think the most the recent one I had was um, to do with testing. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of had to like push back a lot to secure some time Success. and prioritization for testing because we had gotten to a point where like. There were just so many bugs. We were getting, um, you know, like our on-call was horrible. Yeah. And I was like, I want to dedicate a big part of my time to, to automated testing. Like right. we had some good automated tests, but it's like, like That's proper end-to-end end that runs automatically and like, you know, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All that shebang, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, it involved a lot of pushback because the problem we had was it wasn't being prioritized because like, so business always wanted right. something, something new and I was like thing. you know what I'm tired of this like, this like yeah this needs to be done right yeah and I think a big part was trying to convince I guess my manager of the value of this work right because the reason why we keep building new things is we see more value in see that see more value in that right yeah. but like sometimes again paying down your tech debt yeah right and yeah. making sure the things that you've built so far yeah. work well yeah is important so yeah I mean, I, I of course I left, but um, I feel like it's one of those things. I was so yeah, I wish I had completed yeah, I because I, it. I, I mean, even if it didn't give me a promotion or anything, I was very happy about the amount of impact it would have had on the team and at least the health of everybody Everybody's else on the team. Mental state, yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, what's the next thing? Teamwork, collaboration. Yeah, I think we've touched on this throughout the thing, but (laughs) like having a healthy team dynamic, right, in which everyone feels comfortable talking to each other, communicating to each other, problems, what they're doing, things like that, just kind of helps everyone um, work better. You should be good, like being able to work in a team is a good trait. Yeah, so you don't need to be friends, like best friends with everyone, right? But you need to be able to get along with people and make sure that you guys are able to work together and accomplish a goal together. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a lot of times the people you see um, who are good leaders in tech are usually people who are able to collaborate or work with people. With people. Very well. Because at the end of the day, most of our big problems, at least in the industry, is people working with people. Mm -hmm. And teams working with other teams and, you know, external dependencies, things like that. Yeah. I think it's a very underrated skill because yeah. like I don't know you come in a second you you assume like you learn all these skills for yeah. yourself right yeah. and you're like all right cool I'm about to be like a one-man team yeah and deliver it and it's like that is literally maybe it's possible for like some super ninja astronaut x developer but usually I mean a lot of but you that's a studies but a lot of there's been a lot of um scenarios that have proven that even the one-man ninja in a team thing in the long run doesn't help Oh, no, I'm not saying a one-man ninja in a team. I'm yeah. saying, like, a team, oh, a team. versus a one-man ninja, ninja. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, if you have, like, a one-man ninja in a team, right, you're going to screw up the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like productivity would go down yeah. because you have one person doing their own thing yeah. and looking down on everybody else yeah. and everyone picking yeah. up the, the rags. I don't know. Yeah. So learning how to work 
with a team because I feel like if you're going to be a dev the majority of the time for the majority of your career, regardless of like your position, you're yeah. always going to be yeah. in a team. Yeah. So I guess like what 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 are some things you do that is like you would consider good teamwork? Um, good teamwork. I think one. I mean, I guess like just most linking <laughs> most of the things that we've like talked yeah. about. Like, I think communication is like a big one, right? Yeah. Again, being able to clearly and concisely communicate what the team is trying to build, what you're doing, what somebody else is doing, and how that relates to each other. Um, I think also being able to give and also receive help because I know there's like a lot of people who are like do their own thing and maybe don't like people asking them. Yeah, for help because they think it like takes time, yeah. you know, and focus away from yeah. what they're doing. Um, so being able to do that, I don't know, like, yeah, I think one one good thing, one good, uh, I guess, trait of a a good dev is being able to enable your team. I think that is one thing that will shoot you up in your career a lot. Mm-hmm. But I remember even reading about like some of the top devs in Google mm-hmm. and. They're saying it's funny because like they actually are the ones that write the least amount of code. Mm -hmm. And most of the code they write actually just helps a lot of people be more productive, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a dev tool, right? But maybe like you look at your team and you're like, maybe if I add these features or if I build this build this or like you know help automate this or you know add this whatever right it would really free up benefits yeah and benefit you know the people on my team yeah also like i mean as you grow also being able to identify work that will benefit not hogging all the good work right like being able to identify work that will benefit like other devs in your team and help them grow yeah Yeah. like i guess sharing credit delegating (laughs) yeah um yeah because yeah there's some devs who are like in a team and Want to have all the credit? Want to be, or like not even like it might not even be like a malicious thing, right? They're just like you know what? If I do it, it'll be done faster, right? And we can move quicker. So they would take all the hard work and do it, right? And it's just like okay, that benefits us now. But what if you leave? Yeah, right. You didn't give the other people around you the opportunity to like build up their skills and you know get up to speed and be able to do those things. Mm -hmm. And I think like in the long run, it benefits everyone if you can, you know, spread. The joy. (laughs) So, you know, everyone can like learn and grow and benefit. And I think like, you know, achieve their goal. Yeah, I think most most of the devs I've worked with at IMR kind of have that skill where it's like when you're working with them, you feel like you're both kind of helping yourselves grow, even Mm -hmm. no matter what the seniority level is. Right. Um, Yeah, and I think that is, it's also like a good leadership skill that will help you. Go your far, career. yeah. Because the more you grow, the more it's not about you. True. The yeah. more, like, at some point, the value that you deliver, like, compared to like what you can personally deliver yeah. in like, code versus like the work other people can deliver, yeah. Like, it would be more benefits to the company if yeah. you help them, yeah, do better. Yeah, yeah. So good. And I think we are at our last point. Oh, yeah. So Which is like adaptability. Adaptability and constant learning. So it's just like, as a dev, right? Yeah. Bruh, this field is constantly changing, man. Yeah. Like constantly. There's like a new JavaScript framework library coming out every day. Yeah. This, that, and the third, right? Things are constantly changing and growing. And I think like you 
if not that if you want to do well in the field, you have to constantly grow and change. Maybe you can like pick a silo and yeah. like deep dive and yeah. like go into that, right? But yeah. I think like just being able to constantly learn and adapt to things changing, requirements changing, yeah. tech stacks changing, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And consist, you know, being able to consistently deliver. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good skill to have, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't be closed-minded. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I really like to study people's careers, right? Like in my short career, like a lot of like devs I've seen fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, devs who are not willing to learn new things, right? Like things change mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, they're like, they are, I don't yeah, do it. Like their favorite framework or stack is not what it's people want to use anymore. Yeah. And now they're throwing a tantrum because like it's too hard yeah. it doesn't make sense or like it's better in this and yeah. it's like they don't want to keep an open mind about to the new, new things the example that I want to give is <laughs> GraphQL oh man I, I, I was holding myself from saying that no no you know, I had a lot of that yeah Will no <laughs> Will first of all Will is like a passionate GraphQL fanboy which you know I can't say anything because I've only ever used actually so I've used yeah, both you've used, yeah. but like I've met a lot of people who refuse. Yeah, talk down on it. Talk down on it, refuse to adapt it, think it's stupid, yeah. don't understand like why it's using it, give like silly excuses yeah. as to like why yeah. GraphQL is stupid and Rust is the best, yeah. right? And it's just like, bro, before Rust, we had soap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and before soap, we had something else, yeah. probably, yeah. right? This field is constantly changing, right? As our tech gets better, as you know, people gain more understanding and yeah. insights on how things could be done and mm-hmm. you know how things could be built in the future, it's gonna be constantly changing. Yeah. To I'm not saying you can't have like your favorite stack yeah, or yeah. tool yeah. or whatever, right? But automatically like just down talking something else just because you don't like it or it's different from what yeah. you know or like you might have to put in some effort to learn, learn. something new. Yeah. And usually that is what I end up finding is the hurdle like some people are like, I've become so great at, at this. this. I like, really bro, don't wanna... I don't want to start again. Yeah. Like, gosh, yeah. I just got good. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I understand that feeling, right? Yeah. But like, honestly, keep an open mind because, you know, 20 years ago, people were using like cobalt and different yeah. things like that, right? Yeah. I mean, there's still some things running yeah. on that. But, you know, now it, like things are constantly yeah, changing, changing and evolving, right? Yeah. You have to, to stay relevant. Yeah. And I think not even to stay relevant, just to become better, right? And to continue to grow. Yeah. You have to keep an open mind. Even if you don't want to use it, at least fully understand yeah. the pros and the cons. So yeah. if you don't use it now, like maybe sometime in the future, yeah. it might be like the best tool for what you want to do. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, just be keeping an open mind is fun. very important because, like, do you sometimes a need might come up and what you have to do has nothing to do with your current skills. True. Like, and that happens a lot. And a lot of times, that's where you grow and that's where new opportunities to shine. Show up. Comes from, right? right? Yeah. Like, even, like, something like my app swapping thing, like, it wasn't anything related to my to current anything work, you've done right? before, right? Yeah. But it needed to be done yeah. and you're like, this is a cool yeah. opportunity yeah. to learn something that's useful. Yeah. So why not? You might end up becoming the expert in that, in that space. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess just keeping an open mind, be ready to learn new things. It's being able to learn new things is a very important skill. It's a very skill. important skill. I've seen, honestly, like a lot of like senior devs who just refuse to yeah. learn new things because whatever... Yeah. 
And know? they get bitter when they become they, stagnant. Yeah, yeah. They get bitter and they're like, oh, I'm not moving up or oh, this and that. And it's just like, okay, but like you basically crapped on, you know, something else. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I didn't want to be specific, but I feel like in one of my, one of the struggles was like .NET. And, and I'm not saying like .NET, Java is better than .NET, but the company got to a point where a lot of things were moving to Java. Yeah. And we had like a lot of .NET devs who were like... Very salty. Salty. And I remember having a conversation with one and like he was just talking down, very salty, very bitter. He was like, I can't believe they are making me learn this new thing. Like, Is I'm Java a, newer like, than .NET? No, I, I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, new to him. New to him, yeah. Yeah, he was like, I'm a senior. He was like basically bragging. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what you're saying okay, doesn't make like, sense. I don't understand, like, but yeah. sure, I'm going to let you go. I mean, I saw that, you know, I'm a front end dev yeah. now at Netflix, right? Yeah. And first of all, we have a lot of people talking down on the front end devs. Yeah. Like, you're not a real, you know, developer, yeah. whatever, whatever. You're just writing CSS, which yeah. is fine. That's how you feel, right? But then people constantly, I mean... People, I feel like devs in general just like to crap on (laughs) React (laughs) in general, but they're like, Angular is better. Do you know the things Angular can do? I mean, you had that that. at Walmart too, right? Walmart too, we had, the way we had .NET and Java Spring Boot. We had Angular Angular versus React. React. Yeah, bro. Just like, they're like, React is garbage. I don't know what Facebook is doing. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and I'm just like, okay, well... We've moved yeah. on. Yeah, the company has decided yeah. that they're banking on this tech stack. Yeah. So learn it yeah. <laughs> and count the program. Yeah. Or like, I, I don't at know. the end of the day, it's coding, right? Because like, I mean, I feel like even when you learn the new thing, if you don't like it, it makes you stronger. Like, yeah, you like just you see, added uh, another yeah. skill set to your thing. And also, I feel like, no, I don't want to say like it's not hard to learn a new thing, yeah. but like once you have your basics down, right? Yeah. Think like after you put in a little bit of effort, like things will make yeah. sense. Like you yeah. might not like it, yeah. But like you should at least understand how it works. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely done things in frameworks or tech that I don't like. Same. But one thing I would say is it always makes me a better developer because if not anything, I learn more about why I don't like it, and it makes me a better developer. No, <laughs> like you're uh, like, uh, I really see yeah, why I don't like, like this, but I've learned a lot. <laughs> that's how I yeah, feel about Angular. <laughs> like, I mean, it's funny though, but it's funny. We've, I've jumped between like different, both like official work and different things have yeah. made us jump between Angular and React, React so much that like we've just been better developers. Yeah. Like anytime I go to Angular, back to Angular, I'm not going to lie. I like it a little bit more, but I still like, I, I can see why I learned more too about why I don't like I it. I still don't like it. Yeah. Like honestly. <laughs> oh my. No, no, no. No hate on like I yeah. will like I won't I will use it with like yeah. no complaints. Even yeah. for like the side project yeah. mentorship yeah, thing, right? Yeah, I did. had to like yeah, use both, both. <laughs> I had to because like most the developers like this is one of the things, right? We were like mentoring teams yeah. and the developers we had new Angular. Angular so we're not gonna force them to use React, React or yeah. like any other, you yeah. know framework that they wanted yeah. to use, like they want to use Angular, right? And I had to like pitch in and help build some yeah. stuff, right? And I was just like, Angular's not my favorite, right? But I'm going to use it yeah. and like get the job done. And we should have like added this, like, don't be tech snobby. <laughs> yeah. I think it's part of being adapting because like a lot of times when you get to the bottom of why people are being snobby. There's no... They don't want to... They just don't, don't want to learn. Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm comfortable with yeah. this. I know it so well. Like, yeah. bro, I don't want to learn something else, right? And it's just like, this field is constantly changing, right? The tech we were using in the early 2000s... Actually, you guys, you're rewriting Facebook right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The stuff that you <laughs> that was written for the first oh, round no, of the Facebook no. app is like... 
world's different. Yeah, yeah, and right? this world's different. Then yeah. what yeah. you're, like the hack, yeah, GraphQL, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Is world's different than yeah. like what it was before, right? Yeah. Things are constantly changing yeah. and evolving. And I think getting better, yeah. honestly, for the yeah. most part, getting easier to use, yeah. easier to understand, just learn and go with it, Yeah. right? So I think that that is a solid killer. I think that should have been number been one higher. No, no, I think communication. I, I think communication number is number yeah. one, but yeah. like learning and adapting should yeah. be number two, right? Yeah. Because I think like regardless, even if you're not in like tech, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're a designer, right? Mm-hmm. Design trends are constantly changing, right? You're yeah. a project manager, you're an HR, whatever, right? Things are constantly changing and evolving. And I think, you know, hopping on the train and getting with the program. Yeah. It's a good skill to have. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's that's what we have. That's what we got today, y'all. Um, if you have any other non-technical skills you think helps you in tech, just um, let us know. We might make another episode mm-hmm. on this. Also, if you have though. weird and horror stories, I'm always very curious about things like that. So, yeah, let us know. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. So, are we doing sick picks? Sick picks, sick picks. You want to go first? Uh, you know, my sick pick it. I don't know why I keep promoting Facebook. This Facebook <laughs> uh, employee. Pick is Oculus. Like, you know, I wasn't really into gaming before this. And I don't think I'm still like really into gaming, but I really en- me. I really enjoy um playing games on the Oculus Rift. I think it's the best VR experience I've had so far. That's the only VR experience you've had so far. No, I mean I've had other Oculus products. I I've I, yeah, like the Rift. I've not had it, I've tried it. Okay. I've tried the Rift. I mean, that was like the Gen 1, I think. Yeah, it was like so you can't back compare in the much. Day. Yeah. And of course, Google Cardboard. We don't count that. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, those experiences made me, experiences at least, made me back off VR a little bit. I thought it was great, but I was like, it's not there not yet. yet. But like the Oculus Quest 2 is the device that has made me notice that, yo, we're getting somewhere with this. VR thing. All right, Facebook. So if you want to give me, you know, affiliate code, because I've gotten <laughs> a lot of people to buy the Oculus within like the past uh, couple same. months. Same. No, no even me. You bought it, it because of me. <laughs> yeah, but me even posting it on my story, right, has gotten a lot of people be like they want to buy it. Yes, I know, but you got it because of me. So technically, I, me, Emanuela, is you know the the. Originator for this. Since he's plugging the Oculus, I'd like to plug the Nintendo Switch. Great system. You guys know I love Nintendo to death. Also, get Hades the game. It's really good, and it's only like twenty something dollars on there. It's it's great. Yeah, that'll be my sick pick for the day. Okay, what's your shameless plug? Shameless plug. First off, FedUp.co. That's .co. If you know somebody who cooks food, sells food, tell them to get on. You know. FedUp.co and, you know, make an account, start selling their food. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. Also, if you guys would like to, I guess, follow me on social media, even though I'm trash at it, you can follow me at underscore natural underscore E on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also stalk me on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to go to my website, which has absolutely nothing on it, it's emanuela.tech. So for me, I mean, fedup.co, if you know anybody that likes to cook and sell food, um, to help them to check it out. And if they have any questions or requests, tell, tell them to, to just to reach out to me or E <laughs> on social media. Uh, my social media is The Real Quow on both Twitter and Instagram. And my website is quow.io, where you see links to like my Medium articles and my blogs and LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for today. Peace. Peace.